From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, April 11th. Utah State University is soon moving to their new Moab campus across town. That includes their nursing school. But their old three-acre property downtown could still contribute to health care. Justin Higginbottom reports on the Moab Free Health Clinic's plan to turn the space into a one-stop shop for community health. The Moab Free Health Clinic has a big role in the region. According to them, they're serving 10% of Grand County residents, many who are uninsured or underinsured. Here's Doug Kaler, executive director of that clinic. In rural areas, we have sort of a conglomeration of problems that make it difficult to effectively provide health care to the community. You have rural hospitals that don't have the economy of scales of the huge, large hospitals. So therefore, they're always operating the, at the margins of profit. And, and then you have communities generally, especially in a, in a service industry community like this that's rural, where you have a lot of people that don't have insurance, don't make a lot of money, so therefore aren't a good way for the hospital to remain sustainable. Typically, rural hospitals have a high percentage of folks that can't pay their bill and don't have insurance and maybe not on Medicaid as well. His nonprofit has helped fill that gap in care. In recent years, they've expanded women's health programs and added dental this point with all the programs that we've added we are bursting at the seams at our current clinic i literally myself as the executive director don't have an office anymore i move around the the building wherever i can fit depending on what clinics we're running and so we ran up against that lack of wall uh, lack of enough walls in our building and we if we want to continue offering all those services uh, that we do the services that a typical person needs medically um, we're gonna have to expand luckily a pretty convenient space just hit the market so right now we're standing on the uh, campus of usu state university here in moab just off of center street There's enough space for staff here, but he also sees an opportunity to expand the clinic services. There are other things besides healthcare alone that determine whether someone's successful at becoming healthy, i.e. the concept of social determinants of health. Social determinants of health include things like education or food security or employment. Basically, everything that impacts someone's health but isn't medical care. In other words, a person probably can't spend a lot of time worried about their health if they're not putting food on the table or if they don't have the education to get the job they need to put the food on the table. So when this opened up, we saw an opportunity to take all those things and bring them to one place so that in a selfish way, we can help our patients for our mission of being more healthy. He thinks residents will have a better chance at improving their health if the clinic's partners are just across the parking lot. So with this campus, we have the opportunity to bring in other socially oriented nonprofits and social agencies otherwise, all to one place to be able to have one-stop shopping where our patients can come in and get their health care needs, but when we recognize they need help with unemployment or with food stamps or with you know any other social needs, that we can very easily start referring them out to other partners on the campus, hopefully. 
property prices in Moab aren't only making it harder to find a home. It's been more difficult for nonprofits to rent or buy commercial space. Kaler says this purchase could provide an affordable option for other service providers. And so to be able to have a place that we can work on more of a cost share rather than a rent, basically take care of the needs of the property, paying all the utilities and the like, making sure we have a little bit of a fund for uh, um, any repairs down the road, we can do that for cheaper than you would typically do a rent per square foot in Moab, significantly cheaper. And then hopefully that will make a space that's that's desirable for other nonprofits and a place where they can actually set up shop and and have a home into the future. His clinic has purchased USU's old campus using a short-term loan, and currently they are working to fundraise through grants and donors for things like renovations. As is usually the case, it'll take some more money to make healthcare affordable in the area. Justin Higginbottom for KZME News. The Tree Fort Music Festival in Boise, Idaho, celebrated its 10th anniversary last month. The four-day event boasted more than 25,000 visitors. But as our partners at KHOL report, it still managed to maintain its indie and non-commercial feel. Wilwaukee covered the festival and brings us this report. Jackson folk musician Missy Joe was all smiles after her set at Tree Fort's Wyoming Showcase, held in an open lot in Boise's downtown between a local brewery and a pub. Joe was not only happy to escape Teton County's mud season weather, she was also excited to support other Cowboy State musicians. The Gringos and Grammys is on right now and they're playing surf rock. Like who in Wyoming would you think would be a surf rock band? And then the range that exists is, is so awesome. I think people think Wyoming is country music, but it's this interesting mix of everything. That unique mix is exactly what longtime Boise resident Eric Gilbert had in mind when he helped put the Tree Fort Festival together back in 2012. Gilbert now serves as festival director and talent booker, but he originally got inspired through his own experience as an artist. When I was 26, 27, my wife and I started a band, and she's very talented, I'm moderately talented, and uh, with a friend to start touring the country in a van, pretty DIY style, and just wanted to just kind of create the life experience that we wanted. And for me, it was like, okay, well, and, you know, and I, it was pretty organic, but there was some intention of like, okay, well, can we build the kind of scene in Boise that, that would make it feel good to live here? When the festival started, about 100 bands played at Tree Fort. This year, there were more than 500. Gilbert says somehow, audience members are convinced to come watch acts they've never heard of before. If you're looking for Taylor Swift, you're in the wrong place. For me, it's curated from the lens of, of artists and music nerds, <laughs> you know, like uh, college and community radio stations. And just because it's not popular doesn't mean it's not good. And so for at least five days a year, we've convinced a very much broader public to show up for a bunch of weird music, you know, bands they wouldn't normally go see. And there's not just the tunes. The festival has also grown to include different so-called forts for food, storytelling, technology, and even yoga. Gilbert says that all happened over time through local partnerships. And I think some people think that was all part of the big plan. No, it was just like we just listened when other people from different niches in the community came like, hey, can we start a film for it? And like, yeah, will you do it? <laughs> the end product is an expanding event mirroring the explosion of Boise as a metro area. The festival was covered this year by national press, and half the attendees were from outside Idaho. The question is, how does Tree Fork keep this momentum going? A lot of stimulation going on, and y'all still made it here at 11, so thanks for being here. Um, 
The future of music festivals was the subject of a panel discussion the day after the Wyoming Showcase. 32 million people attend at least one U.S. music festival a year, according to Nielsen Music. There's a big opportunity for smaller markets beyond Coachella or Lollapalooza to get their own slice of the pie. Reese Tanimora lives in Seattle and works for a folk festival there. The festivals, whether folks will acknowledge it or not, funders and government leaders will acknowledge it or not, do create social impact. Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> festivals create social impact. And event organizers are looking for more ways to create social change. Treefort is building a permanent venue for the first time this year, which will be their main stage for the next festival. Other events are trying to pay their staff more and even provide retirement funds for visiting artists. I would love to build out sort of uh, the safety net system, you know, like between festivals where if an artist is playing, you know, different venues and festivals throughout the year, then they're in the system. For Gilbert, creating more opportunities in bigger venues is great. But he doesn't want Treefort to lose that it factor that made it successful initially, that Boise charm. But he thinks some change is inevitable. It's hard. Like, I, I empathize with some of these bigger festivals, South by Southwest or something. At some point, it sort of leads, I'm guessing they lose control over some of the culture around it, right? And so that's something we put a lot of thought into. Something else he's put a lot of thought into is allowing space for diversity, artistically and racially, but also geographically. Taylor Craig is from the Wyoming Arts Council. She was offered six spots this year to showcase Cowboy State talent. 25 bands applied. It helps build the audiences of Wyoming musicians beyond, you know, their their town to promote them so they can continue to make a living being a musician um, and hopefully stay in Wyoming creating that music. Craig also says she was able to work well with Eric Gilbert and Treefort because they trusted her expertise to find the right applicants, like Missy Joe. We need more, as we've spent some isolated time in these past couple of years, more opportunities for us to come together and, and more than just let's go to the bar and see a band, but oh, look at this art installation, look at this play, and there's also music a part of it, and uh, it's what's keeping us human. Treefort kicks off spring and summer tours for many local artists. But for the organizers who put together two festivals in just seven months due to pandemic disruptions, now comes some well-deserved R&R. Will Walkie, KHOL News. This piece comes from our partners at KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, April 11th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.